Cerebral is an online mental health service that offers prescription medication, counseling, and therapy for anxiety, depression, ADHD, insomnia, and more. Cerebral is one of the few services that provides prescription medication online through a licensed provider and ships medication straight to your door. You can schedule sessions based on what's most convenient for you, and you don't have to wait weeks to be seen. And BuzzFeed Daily listeners can receive 65% off your first month of medication management and care counseling at Cerebral.com slash BuzzFeed. Go to Cerebral.com slash BuzzFeed for 65% off your first month. Join Cerebral today on their mission to make quality mental health care accessible and affordable for all. You coming to bed, hon? Yep, honey, I'll be right there. Just got to turn out the light. Ow! Ow! Some things never change, like your kids always leaving tiny toys on the floor for you to step on, and Geico saving folks lots of money on their car insurance. Sweetie, I think I left the downstairs light on. Please don't make me go. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. What grows in the forest? Our imagination and our family bonds. The forest is closer than you think. Find a forest near you at discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the United States Forest Service and the Ad Council. Female authors are going viral on TikTok and it's scoring them book deals. The Linda Lindas are our new favorite band. And actress Jamie Chung joins us to talk Lovecraft Country, how she's supporting the Stop Asian Hate movement, and her latest efforts to help create more space for AAPI creators in Hollywood. It's May 25th, 2021. Hey friends, I'm Casey Rackham. And I'm Shyla Watson. Welcome to BuzzFeed Daily. Oh, Shyla, I saw this TikTok before I fell asleep last night and it was so pure. It's the San Francisco gay men's chorus singing together for the first time in over a year on Harvey Milk Day. And it made me so emotional. Please just listen to it. It just made me honestly so emotional to see these men who were still socially distanced, but finally outside and together getting to make music again. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's like kind of somber, but at the same time, I feel like it fits because this is the first time they've been able to do this in a year. Like, I'm sure it just meant so much to them. Okay, because I'm literally never going to shut up about TikTok. first story today. We're starting with advice on one of the best new ways to land a six-figure book deal, which yes, it's TikTok. Female authors continue to strike gold on BookTok, a corner of the platform that showcases book reviews and author promos, all while helping titles reach coveted bestseller lists. Case in point, 25-year-old writer Alex Astor had a TikTok absolutely blow up where she outlined details of a new book called Light Lark. In the video, she asked viewers if they'd read a story about a -a once-in-a-century competition between the rulers of six realms, each of whom is afflicted with a wicked, fatal curse. 
In a bid to break their curses, the six combatants do battle with one another, knowing that one of them must die so that the others may live. And I'm so absolutely in, especially because yeah, yes, please. she had the plot of it, like over these pictures of just like, you know, like princesses, castles, all this stuff. And I was like, oh my God. And you know, <laughs> other people felt that way too, because in response to the video, which has over 300,000 likes, Lightlark not only nabbed a six-figure auction publishing deal, but- Top-tier agency CAA has signed on to represent the film rights as well. And, you know, this is just the latest example of online literary communities rapidly evolving, and bookstores are taking note. Acknowledging the power of book talk firsthand, some Barnes & Noble stores now have a whole section dedicated to books that go viral on the app. I'm here for this. Like, Casey, as you know, I am a huge reader. So anything to get me more books in my hands. No, you can't I'm, have I'm any more. You guys, Shyla's banned. <laughs> she, I don't like to, you know, like, you're too many books, Shyla. Your, your bookshelves are breaking. <laughs> they No, they really are. One fell this morning. Um, yeah, I always say, like, here in L.A., when there's going to be an earthquake, people are going to have to find my body buried oh, underneath, like, dark. piles of books. Too dark, but, like, also the best way to go out for me. So, you know. Um <laughs> But yes, I'm really happy for her. And I hope that we see more of this. Um, Yes, because because, also, Shyla, we were talking about this before, but there's these other videos of how authors are marketing them. And they're so cool because they just trick me. So basically what happens is uh, you're watching a TikTok and you're listening to this person tell like a wild story, which is like totally normal for TikTok. And like sometimes I'll get angry and be like, what did your husband do? (laughs) All of a sudden it ends coming to you June 25th. And I'm like, oh, my God, they tricked me. It's a book. <laughs> but like you're hooked in. Oh, yeah, so like it. it does what it needs to do. <laughs> Which, so it totally makes sense that now Barnes and Noble is going to have a whole section dedicated to TikTok because it's like that's how people are finding out about books in like a really big way. I mean, I'm going to visit that table this weekend. So <laughs> no books. Here I come. No. <laughs> Okay, so next up, we need to talk about the Linda Lindas, the young punk band whose song about racism rocked the internet. So as you've probably seen by now, the Los Angeles-based girl group went viral for their performance of their punk track, Racist Sexist Boy, inside the LA Public Library, you know, as one does. Their song was part of a program for the library's Asian Pacific Islander Heritage Month. And if you haven't heard Racist Sexist Boy, just, just give this a listen. Composed of members Lucia, Mila, Bella, and Eloise, wrote the song after 10-year-old Mila had an encounter with a boy at school who said his dad had told him to stay away from Chinese people. In an interview with BuzzFeed News' Stephanie Bear, Mila explained that the encounter was her first personal experience with racism and that writing the song helped explain what the group was feeling. Bandmate Eloise also noted, quote, All these emotions kind of bottle up, so it feels good to yell it out. Now, there's some additional great news for the band this week as well, as it's been announced they've signed with pioneering L.A. punk label Epitaph Records, joining other legendary Epitaph punk bands like Bad Religion, The Descendants, Rancid, and The Offspring, just to name a few. I love this. I love watching girls and women rock out with instruments. It is just probably because I can't play any instruments, so I'm super jealous. (laughs) (laughs) 
and this is me like living out the Josie and the Pussycats um, band oh, that I always yes, wanted to be a part so of. Oh, good. But it's true. I absolutely love this. And this is maybe it's a weird comparison, but just thinking about the angst of it all, it really made me think of Olivia Rodrigo, who's 17 and just came out with this whole album about just like raw emotions. And I'm like, they're doing the same thing too. They're reacting to this pain and this anger. And they're screaming and yelling about it. And I fucking love it. (laughs) Yes. I mean, I feel like, you know, I saw them perform in that Netflix movie Moxie was the first time Mm. I really heard about them. So I'm so glad. I thought you were going to say you went and saw them perform somewhere. And I'm like, where's Shyla? At the library. (laughs) (laughs) If there are books, I will come. Um, But no, I'm just like, I feel like overall women are always told to be like polite and quiet and all that stuff. So having a a movement, I feel like where women are being mad and angry and yelling about their feelings. I'm, I'm so here for it. 100%. So moving on, I am super excited to talk to our next guest today, actor Jamie Chung from her start as a real world San Diego housemate to successful Hollywood actress. Her most recent arc on Lovecraft country is proving to be one of her most compelling roles to date. We're thrilled we're talking to her now during AAPI month. Jamie's using her platform as an actress to talk about her newly found purpose, to help AAPI creators finally get their stories heard. She joins us now to break it all down and talk about some exciting new projects. Hi, Jamie. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks for having me. So, Jamie, we have a lot we want to talk to you about, but I want to start with something you're very passionate about, something we all should be very passionate about. In the wake of the rise of violence against Asian Americans, you've been very vocal and vulnerable. What's this process been like for you and what's the reaction you've received? Well, the process was quite the emotional roller coaster. When I saw all of this violence unfold, step one was spreading awareness, you know, keeping everyone safe, spreading the word because it wasn't on, um, you know, mainstream media news cycles. And then the second was sharing stories, really tough stories about what it was like to grow up Asian American. And I think not to normalize that most Asians in America have experienced one form of microaggression or racism in their lives, but to talk about it because it was such a shameful thing. And, you know, we're taught to keep our heads down and and not let those things affect us. And, you know, it finally came to a point where it just, we just couldn't be silent anymore. And that I just had to share my stories and the amount of responses that I got from other people who've experienced the same things. It's like, why were we not talking about it now? Now we made it a point to call it out and to call out this, this terrible behavior and actually do something about it. And there's all these grassroots organizations out there that will help educate, that will help bridge the gap between communities, you know, that will help spread more awareness and and for our cause, which is anti-hate period, regardless of color, regardless of religion, regardless of who you love, it is important to spread awareness of hate as the enemy, full stop, right? Especially in the events of what's going on now. And so, yeah, I've had a lot of people reach out and support me, but also share their own stories. And do you feel more emboldened and empowered to speak out now than you have at other points in your career? And are you feeling supported by your peers in the industry? Absolutely. Yeah. You know, before when I was starting up in this industry, I was the token Asian. In fact, I had an interview with someone from, oh gosh, it was a big magazine. And, you know, she was also a woman of color. And she said, how does it feel to be the token Asian in this industry? And I was so offended by that question because from my point of view, I was like, isn't it better just to have exposure and have visibility 
been no person of color at all. And now I look back at that and she wasn't, it wasn't a personal attack on me. It was, it was an attack on this industry. Like, why is it that we're only, you know, this is like over 10 years ago, but why is it if we can only have one person of color and we were all fighting for that role, you know? And it was like, it was unheard of to have two Asian people on the same show. And so, yeah, we still have a long way to go, but I think it's important to call out transparency on studios and in writers' rooms to push for more diversity or authentic storytelling. You know, I love that. And you've received so much praise and and rightfully so for your role as Gia in Lovecraft Country. You've noted you're worried you won't get a role like that again. So what made or makes this role so special to you? Uh, it was groundbreaking for me, you know, so special because if you look at any of the stories or any of the biographies or, you know, anything about the Korean War, it's usually what's provided for you out there is from an American soldier perspective, a white perspective. And so I thought that was really interesting, but also to have an episode completely dedicated to the Korean War about this character in Korea and have 80% of the episode in Korean. I mean, when are you ever going to get a role like that? I, I don't know. I don't know, but I felt so lucky. And I really think it's so special to have someone who cares so much about the narrative and perspective and authenticity as Misha Green, you know? And even though this show, Lovecraft Country, is like horror and sci-fi based, there's so much truth to the stories that we're telling. Because if you peel back the layers, you see, you know, it's it's yeah. really about the history, you know, of, of what happened in the Korean War and what happened during Jim Crow segregation in the South. Yeah, there's just so much truth told in this genre. So do you feel like you're seeing more like better roles written for Asian American women come your way? Or are you optimistic that there will be more roles like this in the future? Truthfully, mm-hmm. <laughs> no, no. Aww. I mean, there was a recent study that came out by two doctors that kind of broke down Asian Americans, especially Asian American females in this industry. They tallied up how many movies each actor was in last year. And it was, it was pretty pathetic. And, you know, I, I do think that we have a long way to go. Are there great opportunities out there? Sure. Are more Asian actors now writing their own material and pitching it to studios? Yes. I feel like we're just beginning to answer your question. Well, you know, I I do hope that we see more progress because, you know, I love love like shows like Lovecraft Country. And I'm wondering if you can tell us anything about season two. I don't know. I mean, I did hear a rumor that Misha was entertaining, you know, some stories with um, with a small group, a writer's room. But I don't know. This woman is taken off. Like, she is writing and directing Tomb Raider. And, you know, she deserves all of it. She's such a hard worker. She has such a great vision. She's an amazing storyteller. Just look at Lovecraft. You know, what she... That's This is her vision. She fought so hard for her vision. And he, she had so many people you know, trying to steer her in different directions. And she stood her ground. She's like, this is my baby. And I'm so proud of her. And I'm so proud to be a part of it, you know, because her final product is groundbreaking. There's nothing like it. Mm. Well, we'll be right back to dive even deeper into Jamie's future projects. At 
Achieve It. We're tired of hearing new year, new you, fat burning secrets, and lose weight fast. The only thing you need to lose is self-doubt. The body you're in deserves respect, love, and support. Support you're not getting from your current sports bra. It's time to experience the only sports bra that actually does its job and outperforms the most popular brands on the market. It's time to feel real support from SheFit. Save $10 today at SheFit.com slash 2022. NFL fans, nothing compares to being there live. What a play! Now the crowd is alive. And the NFL's biggest season ever is now ready for the postseason. It's playoff time. We got to win. NFL playoff tickets are on sale now. Don't miss your chance to be a part of the postseason action on the road to Super Bowl 56. Visit NFL.com slash tickets for a complete listing of games. That's NFL.com slash tickets. Thursday, February 10th. Kick off Super Bowl 56 weekend with host Keegan-Michael Key. Find out who will be named the AP Most Valuable Player. Delivered by Pizza Hut, the Walter Payton NFL Man of the Year. Presented by Nationwide and more. Plus, the Pro Football Hall of Fame Class of 2022 delivered with Uber Eats will be revealed. NFL Honors, presented by Invisalign. Thursday, February 10th at 9 Eastern, 8 Central on ABC, NFL Network, and ESPN+. All times live except in the Pacific Time Zone. Welcome back. We're talking with Jamie Chung. You've also recently talked about taking more control of your career overall. In particular, you sold your own show after your experience with making Lovecraft Country. How did the experience propel you into making your own projects? Instead of just waiting around for the perfect role, which I've which I've done, you know, this entire time that I've been in this industry, I'm just sick of waiting. And I'm not creatively stimulated. After my experience on Lovecraft, I realized like, I think every project can be a passion project. I think every job that I do can be something that I want to do, you know, that pushes me creatively and emotionally, you know, and out of my comfort zone. I just realized that it, that it is possible and I'm totally taking her lead. Mm, And what can you tell us about the project? Well, um, it's loosely based on my family and it's loosely based on my relationships. And it's, it's really about being a Korean American woman being in an interracial relationship. And that's all I can give you. Um, I'll take it. I'll take it. (laughs) (laughs) But I don't know. I'm, I'm really excited about it. And I, I, you know, it's still in the very early stages, but just knowing that there's even interest in it, you know, and we have this amazing writer, Richard Manis, that's going to write the pilot. So even to get this far is a blessing. And, and I know we have, you know, so much more to go in order to have a pilot shot and then the pilot picked up and then go into series. And so there's a lot of obstacles ahead of us, but it's, um, it's one baby step at a time. You know, and another show we are dying to ask about is the Dexter reboot. You said it will be darker than the original, which I don't even understand how that's possible. I mean, it's a series about a serial killer who hunts and kills <laughs> other serial killers, and yet it's going to be darker? What What should we expect here? Well, you know, what I meant by that was the aesthetic of the overall show. You know, we had Dexter, in, you know, in the first what is it? One, one through nine seasons. Was it nine seasons? My God, there were so many, (laughs) um, you know, he was hiding in plain sight. He was in fact, you know, um, working for Miami Metro police. So everything was all gravy. There was bright colors, but now he's in hiding. So I I do think the aesthetic of this movie feels a little darker. 
and he is a little darker. He is. <laughs> and, and so I think people will really be surprised with how this new season ends, but it's just, I mean, it's delicious. You know, every episode <laughs> that I've read was, cause I am truly a Dexter fan. You know, there's actually an interview that my, my friend pointed out to me that I did in 2010. And one of the questions was, you know, what show would you like to be a part of? And at this time, I believe the show had already was coming to an end. And I was like, I want to do something like Dexter. It's one of my favorite shows, you know, the caliber of talent and, you know, the caliber of storytelling. Like, it's just something that I'm so infatuated by. And now here I am you know, in 2021 on the revival series. So, you know, it incorporates a lot that's going on, you know, even this podcast we're doing, my character is a true crime podcast star. And so it's great. There's a lot more people hunting for this elusive Dexter. And and so, yeah, it's great. Oh, no, that sounds so exciting. Yeah. And then, you know, finally, the next movie role you're starring in is alongside Pierce Brosnan in The Misfits. You know, it's a big heist movie. What was it like making that? It was so fun. We shot it in Abu Dhabi. And, you know, I had a couple of friends on the show behind the camera. And it was just an absolute delight. You know, most of the action sequences were filmed, you know, on the sand dunes. And, you know, I get to go back to doing my own stunts and just working with this truly international team of, of filmmakers. It was, it was quite spectacular and it's just a fun, it's a fun heist movie. And, you know, Pierce Brosnan is an absolute delight. Nick Cannon, absolute delight. He brought so much comedy into this movie. It's just a good cast. It's, I love it's a heist fantastic. movie. I I'm really ready. do. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. I mean, I'd love to see some evil people taken down and, and stripped from, you know, all of their riches and, and all of that given to the poor. So I, I love it. I love a good Robin Hood heist movie. And this is exactly what it is. Well, I cannot wait to see it. And I just want to say thank you so much for joining us today, Jamie. It was a pleasure. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. All right. That's it for today. Come back and join us tomorrow. And remember, if you figure out where I can get tickets to a Linda Linda's concert, let me know. I need them. (laughs) Be sure to subscribe to BuzzFeed Daily on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you go for your sound stories. And please take the time to leave us a rating and a review. It helps us figure out what you like about the show versus what you love about the show. And remember to come back for more of what you love about BuzzFeed coming to you daily. Progressive presents Forest Metaphors about bundling your home and auto. In sports, three goals is a hat trick. And when you bundle your home and auto with Progressive, you get a hat trick of great savings and round the clock protection. So you might be thinking, wait, that's two things. A hat trick is three. But in this metaphor, great savings counts as two goals, and so does round the clock protection. So it's like four goals, and that's more than three. It's basic math. Forest Metaphors, presented by Progressive. Bundle and protect today. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Discount not available in all states or situations. It's time to gear up for the NFL postseason. Yes, Head over to NFLShop.com today for the largest assortment of officially licensed gear. I need it! NFL Shop is your destination for jerseys, T-shirts, headwear, and more. Oh, you're sweet with it! Come back after the game for the best selection of NFL gear anywhere. How you like that, baby? Rep your team pride with styles fit for the whole family. To shop now, go to NFLShop.com. 
After 30 years, it's time to return to the halls of West Beverly High and hang out at the Peach Pit. On the podcast 90210OMG, visit Jenny Garth and Tori Spelling for a rewatch of the hit series Beverly Hills 90210 from the very beginning. We get to tell the fans all of the behind-the-scenes stories that actually happened. So they know what happened on camera, obviously, but we can tell them all the good stuff that happened off camera. Listen to 90210OMG on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.